0: Before we get to the regular scheduled programming, we have an exciting announcement to make. Some of you have said you would just love to have coffee with Amy and Michelle. And so we're doing that. Drum roll. Ish. (laughs) Grab your coffee on. June 17th. At. 7 p.m. On. Facebook. Our Facebook page. So further up and further in podcast for those of you that haven't had a chance to check that out. We're going to be doing um, a live video, post? I don't know the
1: proper word. You and I are going to be on the screen. Yes. People are who want to have coffee with us are going to grab their coffee, and they're going to sit down and tune in. Mm-hmm. They can comment in the comments. We would be so excited if you would engage with us in the comments. Oh, yeah, or else yeah. we'll just talk. We'll just ramble like we always do, and, you know, it, yep. it's, it's all on you, whether it's fun or not. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please join us. We we are looking forward to just engaging with you in a new way on a new level. June 17th, 7 p.m., Facebook Live. Grab your coffee. See you there.
0: Welcome to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey, Amy, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to unpack a quote that you said, I think, probably actually a year ago this weekend.
1: It was precisely a year ago this weekend. I am feeling sad about that. We are still in COVID season as we're recording this and a conference has been canceled that I was super excited to go to. Shout out to Kingdom City. I know we have some listeners there and it was at their Culture of Heaven conference last year and you captured it. You have a way of capturing things
0: I say that make me go, oh, I said that that was good. <laughs> and I completely forgot about it until you were like, "Hey, this quote you sent." And I was like, "Oh, oh yeah." I took a screenshot of yeah. your thing. And the quote was, "If we are medicating ourselves so we don't feel what makes us grieve, we won't know our destiny." Whoa, whoa is right. And you said that to me, and I read it. I'm like, oh, there is so many things in this. Yeah. And I had to go back to the whole message before
1: I fully remembered what it was I was talking about. Because part of it, the beginning part, you need to acknowledge what makes you grieve. I was like, well, hold on, because we're kind of in a season of grief with this COVID Mm. thing. So yeah, we all grieve that people are sick and dying. There's like a general sense of there are things that are just grievous. Yeah. But what I was talking about in that message was way more specific, Mm. a a more colloquial way to say it is what bugs you? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can go, well, people chewing with their mouth open and that's not what we're talking about either. That's a little super annoying, (laughs) but like what kind of keeps you awake at night? That's wrong with the world.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And there's your key to your destiny is right there. Because it's going to be different
0: for each person.
1: And that's really important to recognize. Yes. So let's unpack a bit of you and a bit of me and then kind of describe what that might look like for other people.
0: Okay. So are you are you game to start? Sure. What bugs you, Amy? What bugs me? Okay. I don't really like the bugs me because that... I like okay. what grieves me. Yes.
1: Okay. It's or very classy. Me, yeah. It goes it's, with your purple hair.
0: Exactly. I don't know what the right terminology is. What... We can pick a bunch of words so that right. I am trying, to, I'm trying to find something. What
1: unsettles
0: you? Yeah. What What's, seems wrong? What you know. stirs you? What gets you really going? Yeah, what do you have a passion for? Yeah. What makes you be like, ah! Yeah. Maybe that's a good one, like, ah! Yeah,
1: there you go. We're big there on sound is.
0: effects here <laughs> at Foofy. Yeah, for me, I think, for me, the thing that makes me go, ah! Is like, the idea that, that a bland, mundane life is just how life is and that this is just the way it is, meh, right? Like I think that really gets me fired where it's like, no, no, no. Like life is not meant to be like this, yeah, right? And just seeing the people that, I mean, they love Jesus and they follow Jesus and yet their life is so, is so bland and so shrouded in obligation and duty and regulations that it's like, no, no, there's more, there's more, there's more. It's just like this in my thing of like, no, life doesn't have to be this way is like the refrain over and over again. So I would say like those are the things that, I mean, there's a bunch, but those that's the main, the main one.
1: Yeah. And when you get fired up about that, you are both way more um, like gentle and compassionate than is your normal sort of like awareness of the yeah. universe and fierce at the same time I watch you when you see mm-hmm. people that are like, listless and not dreaming but Amy you weren't always this way this isn't always wasn't always a burning passion in your life this wasn't always the thing that if anything you were this person oh yeah so if somebody didn't know what their thing was maybe they're like in a place still they Mm -hmm. don't know what grieves them because what I found is the enemy attacks us in the area of our destiny so God had a plan and a purpose that you would be this vibrant purple haired beacon of having a dream and a hope for the future. Yeah. And Satan hated that about you and your destiny. So he assaulted you. So another way is like, you're
0: always assaulted in the place of your destiny. Oh, totally. Yeah. Right. And I think looking back, it comes down to like the medicating, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's yeah, there's a whole bunch of wounds and things all wrapped up. And people can hear that in the episode called Amy's Story. Oh yeah. And throughout all the... All of our podcasts, we touch on a lot of these things. But But you
1: didn't know that this is something that's out of sync in the universe because it was out of sync inside of you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And relating it directly to this quote is, I didn't feel the things that grieved me because I was medicating myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And we know all the self-medications we talk about, right? Like Mm -hmm. busyness, Netflix, blah, 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 blah. But there's also like self-medicating by just like numbing. Mm Mm-hmm either by deliberate things or just internally. And I think for me, a big thing was just like justifying or convincing myself out of feelings was the way I medicated. So what would that look like? It'd be like, man, I'd see something that like, I could feel emotion or sadness or grieving. And I'd be like, no, like, this is ridiculous. Why are you feeling this way? It doesn't really matter. You know, bad things happen, you know, to bring myself off the ledge. It was really interesting. Actually, a few months ago, It had just been a week of hearing, sitting with people, hearing, hearing the brokenness and devastations of people's life in person, but also secondhand, you know, it was especially around like kind of young adults, teenager kind of area and just hearing stuff. And I was like, man, really unsettled. And it's like, I got home and it was like, I was just overwhelmed with grief. Hmm. And I immediately went to the like, you know what, these like, these aren't even, this isn't your life. Like settle down. This isn't your problem. Like, why are you getting so upset about this? It's already done. These are things people will get all this, like numbing medication. And all of a sudden it was like, no, it was like, no, actually you're feeling my heart, Amy, Hmm. let yourself feel. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just like paused and it felt uncomfortable because I'm like, I don't even, a lot of these people I didn't even know, like it wasn't even like a personal relationship. Right. But I just let myself feel. And it was just like the grief of like, life doesn't have to be this way. And yet people feel like there's no option and there's no hope. And it was just like, I let myself feel. Yeah. And it didn't, I didn't stay there. I didn't last. But it was like the grieving of like feeling the compassion of Jesus towards these people.
1: And you needed to feel that because?
0: Because how can I offer compassion? How can I show the love of the Father if I actually haven't experienced it? And if you just wanted to go in and fix it without compassion yeah that doesn't work it doesn't <laughs> really really definitely doesn't. doesn't work how do we know this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe because i we'll have some experience yeah. so that's like yeah a bit of a bit of mine But what about you?
1: Yeah, when you were talking there, I was just... Remember there was a song that we used to sing a lot a while ago and it it had a phrase, it was probably more than 10 years ago, whatever. It said, break my heart for what breaks Uh, uh, Like, why did we sing that? Like, it was this beautiful song because, man, when your heart gets broken for something, it is going to actually mess up your whole life. Yeah. Like, shake you right out of your comfort zone and your comfortable boxes, really. And when I think about it, I think how... I just actually can't stand when people have been messed up by religion Mm, and they don't know that God loves them and that religion is nothing but this horrible barrier to keep them from friendship with Jesus and knowing they're loved. And when I see people not even able to delight in their own uniqueness because they're trying to not be unique so that they can fit in with everybody else. And so they're not like living this dynamic, flourishing expression of how God made them one of a kind. These things get me so fired up. Mm -hmm. And when I think about who I used to be, which was terrified to speak ever, I could not
0: speak in front of people, which is ridiculous. So, I mean, just a little, I'm so curious if, right, if we had met 15 years ago,
1: Or 20 years ago.
0: Well, I guess 20 years ago. I'm getting pretty young then. But like right before either of us, I mean, you knew me before my spiritual renewal stuff, but I didn't know you before. No. I don't know. It was just one of those things where I was like, I wonder if there would have been as much delight
1: in our friendship. Well, our capacity to enjoy the diversity (laughs) of everything would have been limited. I mean, you would have... When I first met you, I feared you'd think I was flaky because yeah. I was no longer editing so that people would like me yeah. as much, right? Yeah. And yeah. Anyways, and that's I a complete... was drawn to you because I wanted you to know that God yeah. made you in this like yeah. amazing dynamic way. That's a complete aside. Yeah. But sorry. That's okay. I think where I was going is that yeah. part of what um, it matters to me so much that it helped overcome. Mm. The fear and the reluctance I would have around speaking, around showing up. Because the equation became in my head, if I don't speak up and declare life and truth and be a catalyst of hope, they're going to stay there. Mm. And that matters more to me than my self-consciousness and fear of being thought of as weird and flaky. Mm -hmm. And how did I medicate myself? Yeah. I was really thinking about that as we were kind of preparing for this episode. And I was just like, how did I medicate myself? Because I would do a lot of checking out things. Like I used to read a lot of novels. They weren't even terrible novels. It's just how I didn't feel life. Yeah. But I also used niceness Mm. as a way to try to make everybody feel good Mm. and to make everybody kind of like me.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was that was kind of my go-to.
0: Yeah.
1: And it didn't work because being nice kind of helps people but then they just want you to be nice forever and stay dysfunctional. It's true. (laughs) So that could sound kind of weird. I wonder how that will land on our listeners but I could really, really feed a victim for a long time. Yeah. Kind of propping them up and helping them feel better. Well, now I would just go in with truth.
0: Yeah. Because niceness is not the same as kindness. It
1: isn't the same at all. It has an ulterior motive of making everybody feel good and like you. Yeah. And it's great to be nice. I still try to be nice all the time. But I can be fierce and nice at the same time. Yeah. And I'm passionate, right? I'm passionate. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that was my destiny. Mm -hmm. But I had glimpses of it. Mm -hmm. Because I would have weird ideas about talking in front of big crowds of people. And I would just be like, that is the stupidest idea you've ever had. You can't stand up in front of 20 people and talk. Why would you ever stand on a stage in a stadium, right? Like I had a dream about, I remember having a dream about that in my early thirties. And I woke up just thinking, that was crazy. I was having so much fun in my dream and that is nothing I would ever, ever do. Now I'd give half my kingdom. Yeah. (laughs) You know, if I could tell 10,000 people at the same time that they are deeply loved by the father and that shame has no voice in their life and that they are absolutely worthy of respect and cherishing because God delights in them and he fights for them I would just go nuts like Mm -hmm. I'd be scared but I'd still go do it right and I'd
0: be like yes yes go Michelle you go do it I'm cheering (laughs) you I will
1: pass you your microphone at the exactly I'll (laughs) cheer for you no you'd be in there with both feet it's true but you know how do we know I was thinking too about Joseph I always, I always, I got to go to the Bible. Where did God say this? How do we know this? How do we have an understanding of this? And thinking about Joseph, you know, he had this dream. Yeah. He had a dream and he was perhaps foolish in how he spread it around with his brothers. And then a whole bunch of crap hit the fan. I almost said it. I know. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Your eyebrows went up. A whole bunch of crap hit the fan in his life. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, so then how does this play out? Are we making a point that it doesn't fit? But it does because everywhere Joseph went he obviously had a passion and a desire for order and structure that superseded the hopelessness of his situation. Yeah. So he ends up in Potiphar's house and he brings structure and order. Administration, obviously, mm-hmm. he had his awesome gift of administration and he was raised to favor in Potiphar's house. He was still a slave mm-hmm. well, and then everything goes sideways and he ends up in stinking prison. Like, just give up already, okay, yeah. Joseph? But something kept him awake at night. Mm-hmm. the prison could be run better. Yeah. And then in spite of the misery, loss, depression, blah, 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 there was something in him that said, help the prison master organize this in a better way until he rose to have great influence in the prison.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the more I thought about that, I was like, this is actually kind of exciting. Our circumstances don't dictate our destiny. God put it inside of us first. Yeah. But what unsettles you enough to motivate you to do something out of the ordinary or out of your comfort zone, or in spite of how
0: silly it seems to want to do this. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point of what settles you enough. Unsettles you enough. Uh, sorry, yeah. What unsettles you enough to like get your butt moving.
1: Yeah. And it can be so different for all of us. I think it's yeah. so important. We've we've seen it. Hey, where you? What unsettles me then must become the mission of the universe.
0: Yeah. It, so not. It's not, right? Mm-mm. And it's... I mean, to use a hip word, that's called gatekeeping. I've learned from the internet,
1: <laughs> right? I'm connecting
0: with all the younger people. No, but it, right. It's, it's the idea of saying, Hey, unless this bothers you enough, unless you are passionate about this, well, clearly then you're not loving Jesus in and serving people the way you should. You're certainly not woke. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's another word I learned on the internet after I heard people. Right, use it. And we've we've seen it where it goes from, man, I'm so passionate about this and to everyone has to be passionate about it. And kind of this like a little bit gross superiority of like self-righteousness, self-righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I'm doing what Jesus wants everyone to do. Yeah. And you guys aren't so poo yeah. on you guys where it's like, no, 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 man, we all have different destinies. And I, I really feel that we're all called to support people. Right. So I don't, my destiny and my passion is not with the homeless population, but man, my friends that are there, how do I love and support them in their destiny while I'm still here?
1: Yeah funny that you picked that because I saw a homeless guy the other day. I smiled at him. He smiled at me. And then I thought, oh, my friend Oren probably knows him. Yeah. And then I just fired off a text to Oren and I said, man, I just love the way God made you, that you care about these things. And I just celebrate that in you. And mm-hmm. it, man, it meant the world to him. And I wasn't quitting my job to go do his job because yeah. that's not my assignment. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just keep having this thought that someone who's listening to us maybe thinks they're, destiny isn't significant, Mm. or that it's fluffy or frou-frou compared to somebody else. And I just want to say no. Yeah. Like if the thing that bothers you is ugliness, and you just have this passion to create beauty, man, God created beauty everywhere. Oh, yeah. And it points to his glory. So if that's your passion, that's what keeps your imagination going and your creativity juices going is that things shouldn't be ugly, they need to be beautiful. That's an expression of God.
0: Yeah. And I think that's right, right there, that our destinies and what gets us going are expressions of God's character. And that really matters because we were created. Yep. We, it really matters. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you'll live your most satisfying life when you figure that out. Mm -hmm. So don't be dismayed if you're not sure you get it. Start talking to Jesus. And just start paying attention. Yeah. Hey, Am I not feeling anything because I don't want to feel anything? What am I trying not to feel?
0: Yeah. And wondering about, man what maybe am I medicating myself with? Yeah. And and then stop it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was like trying to find a nicer way to say it. No, it's just stop it. Then, but like acknowledge that it's not working. Yeah. I remember the day that I laid down my niceness. And all of a sudden I just felt like, oh my word, what if people aren't going to like me? But then I also felt this like wild freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, there's growth in this. The other thing is, is that sometimes we found our destiny and our passion, but it's still rooted in some pain. Mm-hmm. And so we can Ooh. come across with a giant chip on our shoulder and super unaffected. Yeah. Unaffective. Unaffected. Yeah. Unaffective.
0: That just makes me think. Um, I did a child and youth care degree mm-hmm. at the University mm-hmm. of Victoria, which I'm sure I'll use the skills at some point. I've seen some of them
1: active. You have practiced intentional empathy with me.
0: <laughs> but it, it was right. All the people in the room had such a passion for children and youth. Yeah. And yet so many, as they spoke, even at that point, I was like, man, they want to get into this line because of the pain and the hurt that they have. And that's the propellant. And that's propellant. okay that's when the you're healed. But they weren't. It was like, right, because if, nobody cared about me and I was abandoned and I had all this abuse, I need to make sure that that never, ever happens to someone else.
1: And if that's still t- twisted up with bitterness because that's unhealed pain then is toxic with bitterness, you come across as harsh and you hurt people in the process of trying to help people. Yeah. And you have to let, you got to do the hard work Mm -hmm. of the forgiving and the healing, because you will become so dangerous to darkness. Yeah. When you allow Jesus to come and heal those places. But if you have any clues at all that how you come across to people actually brings pain and shuts down conversations and is destructive and you're frustrated because you're not getting anywhere, you might still have some roots of bitterness. I always picture it like the chip on the shoulder. It Mm. pokes people in the eye.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: So there is a bit of a note of, man, if you already know your passion and your destiny, but it seems like maybe there's a lack of effectiveness. It's okay. You're in a process. Psalm 105 says that in between the time God gave Joseph the dream and its fulfillment, he tested God's character. I know. It's like my love-hate verse, right? It's like, oh, if Jesus is testing my character, I can do this. I know what's going on. I understand the purpose. Yeah. But it's also not a fun process because we have to be refined. Yeah. We have to get self out of the equation. We've got to get pride out of the equation. We've got to get bitterness out of there. So, yeah, you'll be in a process mm-hmm. of growing into your destiny. And that's okay. God's not annoyed with you. Yeah. But just tune into the fact that, man, if there's any refining to do, Jesus, please do it. Yeah. Because I
0: want to be effective in this. And do not hear us say that you have to be at a certain level of okayness healed. Mm-mm perfectionist to to make an impact that is not what we're saying right Mm -hmm. that's another Mm -hmm. ditch right of like well I can't do anything because I recognize there's still potholes or because I'm not I mean it comes down to because I'm not good enough to step into that yeah no man ask Jesus right where are the places right now that you want me to take a step into yeah
1: and I can feel when I'm stepping into self-righteousness instead of a passion for love yeah I can feel that and it's just a constant like okay i didn't do it so well that time Mm -hmm. (laughs) but jesus i'm sorry would you just peel away the crap part of that and and minister what was good just like let that flourish and let the other fall away and help me lean going forward and Mm -hmm. you just
0: learn yeah you just learn because man jesus like you look he is about the process and the relationship not really the end
1: he's actually less bothered than i am about the times i mess up
0: oh yeah for sure
1: (laughs) for like, sure just he's so good right just like a good dad he's like okay you fell over come on let's get back on our feet again do yeah. you trust me that i'll take care of the people you messed up um no
0: Well, <laughs> you don't know how badly i messed them up
1: <laughs> and he does he just yeah. he is he is brooding over your destiny and he he dreamed it up in the beginning mm-hmm. and he's there he's been there seeing the enemy come after you and assaulting you there And one of my great favorite truths is that he will restore double what the enemy has destroyed Mm -hmm. if we give it to him. So he he, even as he sees the enemy assaulting the place of your destiny, he's like, man, I've made a path Mm -hmm. for this to be so restored and not just restored, but tenfold better. Mm -hmm. And he's with you in the process of refining that gift and that destiny and calling. And he actually has all the resources of heaven at your disposal for this. Yeah. And he is standing there and he's saying, come, come with me, come further up and further in.